righty then. Welcome to the Sneaky Plays podcast. Brian Contino here with Chris Morris, Dom Fierro, and we have the first and the only, not the only, just kidding, the first DraftKings plays of the season for week one of the NFL year. This is crazy. We're back, boys. Glad to be back. Um, missed out the last few times. You guys sounded like you held down the fort quite well without me, um, as, as I would expect. Um, but, dude, I'm just fired up for football, man. Can't believe it's really here. Um, still in awe. I saw Tom Brady with an interview today saying, I can't believe we're actually getting ready to play a game this weekend. And that's 43-year-old Tom Brady who's starting his 21st season or whatever it is. And so, I mean, you can only imagine how the rest of us feel how, how happy we are. Fans or no fans, whatever it is, just let's get the ball rolling. Yeah, this is, this, this is what this country needs right now. It's football, and it's going to be a – a uh, nice one tonight with uh, Texans Chiefs and then a lot of action Sunday. Uh, it should be very exciting. Yeah, I'm fired up. We got action Thursday, college on Saturday, you know, full, full slate of games on Sunday and two Monday night games. I mean, cool. just, you just can't get better than that, man. You just can't right. get better than that. I wish they, they actually kind of did the two Monday night games, you know, more throughout the season. But. Yes, no, I agree. Usually, I mean, the second one usually is a little tough to stay up for, but like, you could start it like you know, start the first one at like six thirty or so. Yeah, okay. one maybe like nine thirty instead of like ten ten thirty. Yeah, if they did six and nine, I think it would be yeah. more suitable for for people. But you know, alas, you know we won't get greedy. Uh, we'll take what we can get. <laughs> True. Um, and it's going to be interesting without fans this year. But I I still think just like baseball, I mean these guys are competitors. It doesn't matter if they have fans or not. They're going to go out there and compete. The uh, artificial crowd noise should do enough damage. Um, you know, there's limits on that, apparently, uh, between the decibels or whatever. But, you know, I still think, you know, it will affect play a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think the team, you know, are going to be as good as they're going to be with or without fans. So, um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm just excited to watch football. I don't care if there's fans or not in the stands, man. It, I'll be at home watching anyway. Likewise. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Can't wait for 1 o'clock on Sunday. No, it's going to be a full day. And, you know, yeah, it's Saturday, even though college football is not going to be quite the same this year, at least we'll have a little bit. Yeah, all right. Well, let's move into why we're here. DraftKings plays every week. We're going to dish out under-the-radar picks for you to put on your in your fantasy lineups. And then on Sundays this year, we're going to be creating Twitter threads on the guys that we like. Um, and we're going to help you out as much as we can and uh, win you some money. Um, last year, we each won money probably 10 or 11 weeks out of the 16, 17, so um, pretty good odds right there. And uh, this year, we're, we're going to get the ball rolling with Chris Morris and quarterbacks. Um, who is your one quarterback that you're not paying up for, but you're willing to take in the mid middle to low range, you're under the radar quarterback, Morris? Well, as only I would do, um, you know, not being biased or anything at all. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Come on. I wow. love my boy CW Carson Wentz this weekend going up against the Washington, you know, football I'm just going to the Washingtons. Yeah, I refuse to say football team. Uh, but, yes, my boy Carson, um, People remember, I know it seems like forever ago, opening day last year was against Washington. Uh, it, was, uh, it was home. The only game that Carson Wentz and Deshaun Jackson got to, got to share the field together all year before Deshaun got hurt 
Wentz threw up over 100 yards, four touchdowns, two long bombs to Deshaun. And as far as I can tell, that Washington secondary has not gotten any better. Um, I do think they'll be improved this year with Rivera on defense. They have a lot of talent on the D-line, a lot of talent at the front seven. Um, but I, I think it's going to be tough to run the ball for the Eagles this weekend. That's why, I mean, I think it's going to be it's going to be a drop back, pass heavy game. I expect 40 plus attempts from Wentz. Um, and I actually think the Redskins are going to be competitive in this game. I think they should be able to move the ball a little bit on the Eagles. Um, so also a, a reason why I think, you know, it's going to be a back and forth game. There's going to be a lot of passing attempts for Wentz. Um, and I just, I mean, the, the Eagles have traditionally always put up big numbers against Washington. Both games last year against them, they scored 30 plus points. I realized, yeah, it's different with Rivera. Should be better. Um, but I, I, I don't see it enough. I think that, yeah, I mean, with Deshaun back in the fold, all indications are he's looked great in camp. He's fully healthy. Um, the young receivers seem like they've been blossoming too. Um, I really expect an improved uh, receiving core from the Eagles here. Um, and I think Wentz has got a chip on his shoulder, man. I think he's in for a big year. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not going to make any Eagles predictions or anything right now, uh, but I do think Wentz is going to have, uh, have a big year. I think he's going to start off the bank Sunday um, against what's, again, I think going to be a, a lowly Redskins secondary. Yeah, I mean, I can see the Carson Wentz pick. Uh, he's going to throw the ball a lot, and that's going to translate into points uh, fantasy-wise. So, I mean, it's not a bad pick. My pick, though, Drew Locke. Because oh, it, it, <laughs> it is it is lock season after all. Uh, going up against Tennessee, last game of the week, that the second game of that doubleheader on Monday, going up against a Tennessee defense or a Tennessee team that you know obviously made the AFC Championship last year, but as a defense, they gave up 259 yards per game, right, uh, in the passing defense and over and over 350 yards a game on total defense. Drew Lock had played really well end of season last year in the five games he played in, you know, he's hurt a lot of the year. Uh, and I'm looking for Drew Locke to come out slinging the, uh, the pigskin right now. Uh, you know, he's going to be one of those guys I'm really expecting to have a big year on. He's probably going to be mentioned on this podcast more than once. Uh, and I, it's my pick this week at 5,600. That's a steal. And you get the, you know, you get your quarterback going into the last game of the week. I think that's a steal right there. Good value for sure. Good value. Dom, I, I I like Drew Locke, but he's not playing on Sunday, man. We're doing the Sunday game. What are you <laughs> oh, doing? I thought we were doing. I thought we were doing everything. Classic slate. We're doing man. everything. Too? Classic slate. But, yeah, uh, I, thought, I thought we were doing Monday too. Uh, whatever. <laughs> what? You can let it slide. But we'll, yeah. we'll let it slide week one. We'll do every game week one. That's yeah, I was gonna say we need to, every Dom, every game needs to be done week one. If, if Drew Locke was playing on Tuesday, Dom would have picked him too. Oh, yeah, I, I picked Drew Locke any day of the week. Uh, all right. Yeah, so Drew Locke was, what, 5,600? Um, 5,600. Wentz, Wentz, Wentz was 6,300. 6, all right. There's a big cluster in there kind of in the middle from, like, 5,500 to, like, 6,500. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take a bargain pick under $6,000, and he's going to go by the name of Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy <laughs> G. $5,800 against the Cardinals who ranked 32nd against opposing quarterbacks last season. So I love Jimmy G's price at 5,800. If he was $6,200 or higher, I probably wouldn't take him. I would, you know, probably look elsewhere. But $5,800 for, you know, a a very solid quarterback who's not going to turn the ball over against this lowly Arizona defense. I'm looking at a shootout. Um, And, yeah, I love Jimmy G for that reason. He's going to go to Kittle early and often. He's going to go to Kendrick Bourne. 
Um, hopefully Debo Samuel plays. If Debo Samuel plays, um, Jimmy G's, you know, easily surpassing his value with, with ease. So uh, give me Jimmy G at 5,800. I, I like the Jimmy G pick better than Locke, um, even though Locke was not allowed to be pick. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not totally buying Locke yet. Um, I like the upside, but I'm not ready to go in with that yet. You know, quite yet. Um, I think that's going to be a pretty good team, too. Um, I do like the Jimmy G pick better, like you said, Tino. Um, Arizona was brutal against the pass last year. Um, no indications. I'm not sure. I, I do think they'll be a better team, as we touched on in the, uh, the NFC West preview. I like the offense. Not so sure about the defense. Um, Jimmy G put up big numbers against them both games last year as well, looking at his game log here. Um, and I, that's, that's got, you know, shootout potential written over it, written all over it, too. Um, see, I, I do like the Jimmy G pick, especially sub $6,000. Um, I think that's a pretty good, pretty good value pick there. Yeah. Well, I will reiterate if I had an extra $500 and I didn't pick a quarterback yet, I would probably pick Wentz. I think Wentz is a good yeah. pick at 6,300. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, seeking, seeking value here, I'll go with Jimmy G. All right. Let's move on to running backs. Dom, we'll move over to you. Uh, is your running back playing on Sunday? Yes, everybody else is playing on Sunday. Good. All right, all right. Running back, Dom, who you got? Well, first I got Aaron Jones at 6,900 going up against the Vikings. This is solely based off of not that I'm a Packers fan, but that Aaron Jones in both games against the Vikings last year rushed for over 100 yards. I think he ran for over 150 in that Monday night game against the Vikings late in the season. And he had two touchdowns that game. In the one game they played earlier in the season last year, he had a touchdown. A lot of production out of Aaron Jones against the Vikings. So at 6,900, if you're looking to pay up for a guy who's probably going to get a lot of touches, especially week one, Aaron Jones is your guy. And next is going to be uh, Sony Michelle of the Patriots at 4,600. Uh, while we don't know what the offense is really going to be like with Cam Newton at quarterback, we don't know who's going to, you know, if Sony Michelle is going to get a lot of touches, James White going to play a lot, who knows? Sony Michelle at 4,600, I can see as a sleeper. Uh, both games against the Dolphins last year, over 75 yards rushing, had a touchdown each game, and that's uh, you know more than his value right now at 4,600. If he were to repeat some or have a similar game as he did against the Dolphins last year for those two games, yes. Yeah, so, uh, Morris, uh, I'll cut you off real quick before you speak. Um, this year for running backs, you know, for our fans here, we're going to be doing pairs at running backs. So we're going to be doing an under radar play, and then someone we're going to pair them with. So Dom. Under our play would be Sony Michelle paired with Aaron Jones, which I think is a solid pair for this upcoming Sunday. Um, Morse? Yeah. You Who's your pick? Um, I got uh, my first pick, um, 7,900, a little bit more higher, higher profile. I'm going to stick with the same game that Dom touched on first, his Packers against the Vikings. Uh, but I'm going to go to the other side with Dalvin Cook. Um, as we know, Green Bay's rush defense was kind of their Achilles heel last year. Um, haven't yet to see otherwise on why it would be better, kind of the same personnel. Um, and I think, I think Cook's in for a, a big year, a proven year, contract year. Um, still hasn't gotten that contract done. Um, as long as he's able to stay healthy, I don't see why he wouldn't have another big season, um, especially going up against the defense that he had success against last year, and that's, and that's weakness was uh, stopping the run. Um, so I definitely like Cook at 7,900. A little pricey, um, but I think out of all the top guys, He's probably the safest one um, that's the more expensive. Uh, my second guy under the radar, I'm going to go with Marlon Mack at 5,300. Um, it's going to be a little – I mean, this is kind of one of those deals where you're not quite sure 
who's going to be getting the bulk of the carries at least early on, him or Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor's price at 5,700. I'm banking on Marlon Mack getting more carries here in week one, um, being that he's not a rookie. Yeah, um, he's had he's had experience, um, and he's been a good player. I mean, this has been a this has been a pro Marlon Mack podcast, I know, for a couple of years now. Um, they've kind of always had a nice uh, you know cycle of, of mixing up the running backs there in Indy. Um, they tend not to go with one guy, but I think Jacksonville is going to be just huge this year, possibly the worst team in the league. Um, couldn't stop a nosebleed last year. I don't see them being able to do so again this year. I like Indy. I think they're going to be up big in this game. I think they're going to be pounding the rock. I think you could see Taylor and Mack both have big games possibly. Um, if they get a lead early, I think they're going to have plenty of red zone opportunities. Um, I definitely like Mac to find the end zone. He can help in the passing game too. Um, good with screens. Um, so yeah, I, I like, I, I think at 5,300, um, you know, it, again, we'll, we'll see who gets the majority of the carries, but I'm backing on Indy being up big in that game um, and being able to ride both Mac and Taylor. All right. Um, so definitely love Dalvin Cook this week. Uh, you know, I finished creating my lineup and cook ended up, I ended up with $7,900 left and cook was in my flex. So um, I like him this week for sure. Um, Marlon Mack is interesting at 5,300. I think he's someone I'd be willing to take a risk on um, if my lineup just ended up that way. Uh, just because I think he's, he's officially the starter right now. He's going to get the, the first touches per se. Um, and then I think Taylor in the second half is going to get his touches when they're up big. So Marlon Max would be a big reason why the Colts are leading in this game. So I, I like him to have, you know, between 80 and 120 yards. I think he can, can definitely get there. So uh, Marlon Mack could be a solid value play. Um, Dom, I love Aaron Jones this week. Um, crushed the Vikings last year. I think he's going to do it again. He's going to, you know, he's playing for his contract as well. So I love Aaron Jones this week. And Sony Michelle is an interesting play. Um, you know, he's, he's the starter right now. Uh, Damien Harris is sidelined with, on the IR with a uh, hand injury, you know, for three weeks. Rex Burkhead is not an every down back. James White is not an every down back. So look for Sony Michelle to get the initial carries and the red zone carries. And he has a chance to, you know, fall into the end zone a couple times and uh, surpass his value. Um, I'm going to roll with uh, another Philly guy here. As my under the radar play Ooh, goes okay. by the name of Boston yep. Scott. Oh, yes, I knew you were going to say it. Love me some Boston Scott. Wow. $4,800 against the Washington football team. Um, Miles Sanders Morris, as you probably know, has been banged up all camp. Yep. Um, they're going to possibly have a limit on him this Sunday. And for me, that just reads Boston Scott's going to get at least 12 to 15 touches. And I love, I love that against the Washington football team. I mean, they were 31st last year in rushing yards uh, allowed per game. So um, give me give me Boston Scott all day. Love that pick. Love him. Last year, yeah, had a nice game against the Skins at the end of last year. Um, like you said, Sanders, he'll be playing. I'm not sure, sure, you know, he'll be getting the, the bulk of the carries too. Um, and even if, I mean, Scott, uh, Scott's definitely is probably a little bit better than Sanders in the passing game too. Um, we saw him using a variety of screens last year. Um, I, I love that play. Honestly, I think I think Scott's going to have a nice season. I love the matchup this weekend. Hmm. I could see totally it. unbiased. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see Boston Scott having a big game. Definitely. Yeah. Um, 
All right, and for I'm going to pair him with Josh Jacobs um, mm. from the Las Vegas Raiders at 6,800. And I think Josh Jacobs is going to be an absolute beast this year. And um, I'm super excited for him, you know, going up against this Carolina defense that absolutely is trash. Um, so give me Josh Jacobs, 6,800. That's who I'm pairing it with. No Keekly in the middle. I like that play too. Um, Dom, I like the uh, I, I like the Jones pick too. He was good against them last year. Michelle, I'm not sure about. I know you know it's only forty six hundred dollars. Just with New England there, um, I don't know. He wasn't all that good. I, I thought last year, um, but yeah, and that's that's the kind of deal where you don't know. I mean, White Burkhead, who's gonna you know get the majority of the touches? That one's a little bit more questionable. Um, but if they're down in the red zone, you know you can see him get the touchdown. Your your pick with Dalvin Cook, I would be worried about it because I think uh, obviously we, Tino and I talked about it a lot yesterday on the pod, um, but we both think that the passing offense of the Vikings is trash. No, uh, yeah, I agree. It's not as good. We, yeah. I, I know if I'm looking at Dalvin Cook, I'm looking that the Packers going to be very, you know, we'll stop Cook and let Kirk Cousins try to beat us with one receiver, you know. That Packer run defense was soft though last year. They got Cook, added I, added Christian Kirksey. They're doing a lot, yeah. a lot more different things in defense. Um, I I can see why you picked Alvin Cook. I wouldn't be too sure about uh, him going off against the Packers if they're gonna. Because I really do think they'll be very. Hey, let's stop Cook and make him beat us with his arm. Yeah, so, no, nah, I see. I feel you. I think I, I think that's gonna run wild game for both guys. I, I like Jones and Cook both. All right. Um, let's move on to receivers. Uh, Morris will swing back your way. Um, so for receivers this year, we're going to do, you know, under, under the radar play. So a low price and then a medium price and then a high price. So obviously a guy that, you know, no brainer. We're, we're playing, you know, our favorite guy at the top, favorite guy in the middle and then favorite under the radar play. Morris, who are your three receivers you're going with week one? So my high price guy, um, I'm going to go down to the NFC South battle, which I think everyone is very excited for, the late Sunday game, Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. I'm going to go with Chris Godwin um, for Tampa. Mike Evans has been a little questionable all week. Um, he's had the hamstring. We know he, he missed the last couple games last year with a hamstring. So, you know, seems like there's a hamstring history there with him. Um, I expect him to probably try to gut it out but I'm not sure how effective it'll be. Um, seems like Godwin's probably going to get the bulk of the work this week. Could have Marshawn Lattimore lined up against them. Um, but all indications say that that's – I think that's Brady's number one guy this week. Um, I think it's totally worth paying up for. Uh, I think that's going to be a shootout. I can't wait to watch it. Um, and I think Godwin, you know, I think he's only going to build on what he did last year, you know, putting up huge numbers with freaking Jameis as his quarterback um, in that in that area. Pass-heavy offense now only with Brady. Um, obviously the goat throwing the ball to him much better than Jameis. Um, yeah, and I love the matchup this week. I think there's going to be a lot of points down there um, on that fast turf. Um, expect him to, you know, be targeted early and often. Love Goblin, 7,100. Um, for my lighter pick, I'm also going to stay in that game as well, Emmanuel Sanders. I think this is a huge addition for the Saints. Um, love this move. I think this is kind of what they've been lacking, you know, really the one hole on their team the last couple of years has been a, another reliable outside weapon. Outside of Michael Thomas, you know, you, you know that they've used um, Kamara and Cook, the running backs involved there. But, you know, really that other they've, – they've lacked that other weapon opposite of Thomas. And I think Sanders is going to take a ton of pressure off of him. Um, I expect Tampa to kind of, you know, focus on stopping Thomas. 
load up on him. Um, I think that leaves Emmanuel Sanders to have a huge day um, on what was a pretty porous Tampa secondary last year. Um, I think he'll be out, you know, he'll be out to prove something, um, you know, new plays, Super Bowl expectations, um, getting the season started with a bang. I love, I love him down there too. And what I think is going to be a high scoring affair. Um, and then, you know, my middle pick at 6,400, I'm going to go with Stefan Diggs, also finding a new home uh, in Buffalo with our boy Josh Allen slinging him the rock. Uh, up against your your lowly New York Jets, Tino, you know, the Jamal Adamless New York wow. Jets, which I expect to struggle a little bit on the back end this year. Um, Diggs is that deep threat that, you know, and that other outside target next to John Brown, the Buffalo Lack last year. Um, I think that Allen's probably going to be looking to get him involved really and often. We know that Diggs can throw a little, you know, 50 temper tantrums if he doesn't get the ball. Um, so I think that, you know, that's even more, even more indicated. Um, and motivation for, for Buffalo to get him the ball and get him happy and get him going early. Um, like I said, I, I don't think the Jets yeah, their past defense is going to stink this year. Um, and I think now, uh, I love what he did last year. I think Buffalo is a good team. I think they're poised to, to win that division possibly. Um, and I think, you know, Diggs couldn't be a better addition, couldn't be a better fit to what they needed there. Um, and I love the matchup going up in week one against the Jets. Yeah, I absolutely love the Stephon Diggs pick. Uh, I can see him going off against the Jets, especially a Jets team that really doesn't have a, a lot of cornerback, you know, uh, really good cornerbacks. And then he got rid of Jamal Adams, obviously. He needed to go, but, you know, you don't have him anymore. That's the thing. Uh, I love Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, I've always liked him. I was hoping the Packers would pick him up this year. Obviously, they didn't, but I can see him really going off. And then Chris Godwin, I mean, it is Brady. Uh, I do think he'll get his, but. I would be kind of eh because I don't know if Brady can really throw the ball like he's been, you know, the last few years. So who knows? I'm a Brady hater though. So, you know, you yeah. no, it is what it is. Uh, so for my three, uh, I'm going to start off with Keenan Allen, the 6,400. Uh, going up against the Bengals, uh, Tyrod Taylor, quarterback, but I still think Keenan Allen's going to get his one of the most underrated probably receivers in the game right now. Uh, I don't know why he's not getting any respect, but I do think he goes off on Sunday for the Chargers because uh, I do think he'll be targeted a lot by Tyrod Taylor. Uh, going up to my next pick, uh, DK Metcalf at 5,800. Uh, going up against the Falcons, there's one thing, and we'll discuss it all year probably, is the Falcons love to give up points, especially early in the season. I mean, I think every week one game is always a must, you know, must put money on the over. And I, can't, I don't see a reason why DK Metcalf doesn't go off this week. Um, he had a strong second half of the season last year, and I expect him to have just uh, just as good of a start as he had to finish last year. And then my third pick, rookie CD Lamb, out of uh, oh. for the Cowboys out of Oklahoma, right? Forty one hundred. Um, I'm picking him because I think he's going to be very involved in a pass heavy offense. Probably, I would think Mike McCarthy. I know he loves to throw the ball, obviously, in all those years in Green Bay. Uh, and I just think, you know, Mario Cooper's obviously going to have Jalen Ramsey on him. Um, what's his name? Michael Gallup. You know, he'll probably get a few targets whatnot. But I think CeeDee Lamb could be a very big difference maker in this game. And with that, get him a lot of points in fantasy this week. Yeah. I What's what's Lamb's price again? 4100 I like that. I really do. Because, yeah, like you said, um, I think Cooper is going to be non-existent with, with Ramsey on him. And then, with Hill on Gallup, I mean, I don't love that matchup for Gallup. So that leaves C.D. Lamb open over the middle of the field a lot. 
Um, I think between him and Blake Jarwin, it's going to be, you know, who can step up for them as the third receiving option this week against the Rams. And I like CeeDee Lamb's chances at 4,100. So uh, I love that pick, Dom. Um, I also like Metcalf too. I think it's going to be a shootout in, uh, in Atlanta. So Metcalf's going to get some, some uh, catches near the red zone and whatnot. Uh, big, you know, fast, strong receiver, um, like his chances. Keenan Allen, you know, underrated. I mean, he's, he's going to go off against the Bengals, I think. So um, I love all three of your picks, Dom. And then uh, for me, I'm going to roll, you know, with my, with your guy from the Packers as my, my high guy, Devonte Adams at oh, yeah. uh, he's $7,300 against Minnesota. Um, yep. I'm paying for him. Don't care. He's going to be a PPR machine this year and he's going to go freaking bananas. So give me Devonte Adams as my high guy in the middle. I've got scary Terry McLaurin hate the nickname, uh. but love the player. $5,600 against the Eagles. Uh, last year against the Eagles combined in two games, he had 10 catches for over 240 yards and two touchdowns. Yep, I remember. I remember. <laughs> He's going to eat Love that Sunday. pick, too. He's Noted Eagle killer after one year. Yep. He's going to eat on Sunday at 5600 I mean, yeah. I, I can't believe they priced him there. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to snag him everywhere I can this week. Um, and then my under-the-radar guy, I hate – I hate to put a Patriot here, but it's Nikhil Harry at 4,400. Edelman's banged up. Just went on the uh, injury report this week. Um, Cam Newton has supposedly built a rapport with Nikhil Harry, who's had a great camp. Um, I mean, you hear a lot of these guys have great camps, but we'll see. I mean, they got rid of most of new. There had to be a reason for it. So, Nikhil Harry, 4,400. I mean – I don't think he's going to stay at this price very long. So I'm going to, you know, take advantage of his price right now as a Patriot against Dolphins who happened to be 30th against fantasy wide receivers last year. Um, so yeah, give me Nikhil Harry as my third and under the radar receiver this week. Yeah. I like that pick. Um, I think, I think he's a talented guy. I think last year, you know, he was just hurt early. Couldn't really get in a rhythm. Um, sounds like Cam has kind of, you know, made him, what sounds like his number one guy in camp, you know, it's camp. You know, we, we hear all this buzz out of camp for, for tons of teams, tons of guys. We don't know if it always translates, um, but I do like that pick. I like the value. I think he has a chance to emerge as their number one guy, especially with Sanu being gone, Edelman being banged up and older. Um, so I, I like that pick a lot, you know, and I love the DK Metcalf pick, Dom. Um, DK, you know, emerged last year, second half of the year is really one of the, you know, most blossoming, blossoming young studs at receiver in the league. I know about that. He, he killed the Eagles in the playoffs. Um, another guy, another receiver that went off against the Eagles. Um, but I think he's poised to have a huge year in, in year two and only build upon that. And like you said, Atlanta's secondary, you know, especially early in the year, it seems like they're always, you know, just giving up big chunks after big chunks that they traded out later in the year. Um, I, I like that pick a lot. I'm not as sure about the Keenan Allen one, just because I don't, you know, the, the Tyrod Taylor quarterback situation there, I don't, I don't love, even though, um, Allen certainly is very reliable. He's one of the more underrated receivers in the league. Um, but yeah, out of all the na- the names that I heard you guys say, I like the Keel uh, Harry and DK the best probably. I think they're overall we picked some pretty good wide receivers for this week. A lot of choices, a lot of value. Oh, CD, yeah. I like that. I, I forgot to mention that. I like that pick a lot. Yeah, and Morris. Uh, I mean, I I didn't get to your receivers to talk about them, but um, 
because, I mean, I think Stefan Diggs is a great freaking play this week, and I just hate to admit it. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think he's going to go off against the Jets, man. Um, so I, I, love, I love the Stefan Diggs pick. I think yeah, McLaurin, too. yeah. Can't go wrong with any of these guys, really. Yeah. A lot of good value receiver this week. All right. Let's move on to tight end. Um, we're we're going to stick with, you know, not George Kittle or Travis Kelsey and, you know, this year. Um, <laughs> because those are guys that you can play, obviously. So we don't need to tell you that they're good. Um, Morris, actually, wait, who's the turn? Is it Dom? Sorry. We'll go to you. Tight end. Um, who's your guy this week? Tyler Higby. For the ah, you took the at, words right out of my mouth. At $5,000 uh, over the end of the season, I think it was the last four or five games, had over 500 yards. Uh, now, the production might not be the same week one, uh, but I expect Tyler Higby to have a big day. Uh, and at $5,000, that's an absolute steal for the type of production based off of last year that he had. Uh, so I'm rolling with Higby. Couldn't agree more, Dom. Um, like you said, Higby really started to get involved in their offense towards the end of last year more after, you know, McVay kind of really didn't use the tight end much his first couple years there. Um, and against Dallas, that was pretty much their Achilles heel of their defense last year was stopping tight end. We saw, you know, numerous tight ends go off week after week against them. Um, and, and I think Higby's a good player. And I think, you know, with Cook's gone there, I think they're basically telling you they're going to be a little bit more reliant on the tight end. Love to get that play action going. Um, you know, get the tight ends in space, rolling out. Um, and at Dallas defense, you know, they, they like to play downhill with the linebackers. They're good. Um, they're certainly good against the run. They're fast sideline to sideline, but they struggle a little bit in pass coverage. Um, so look for, for Higby to get some favorable matchup there. I, I love that pick. Oof, all right, so you're both on Higby, huh? Yeah. Don't tell me you were uh, too. <laughs> uh, no, I'm actually going to – make my point that I'm not that high on Higby this year oh. as other people. I'm not, I don't, I think he's very talented. I just think there's way too much to go around for him to have, you know, a great deal of success at $5,000 in daily fantasy. Um, Cause Gerald Everett's going to get some, some run. Uh, Van Jefferson is I've heard has yeah. been, you know, skyrocketing up the depth chart. Uh, Cooper cup's still there. Bobby Woods is still there. They have backs that could catch the ball in Cam Akers and uh, Malcolm Brown, uh, Daryl Henderson, whatever he shows up. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, he's just, he's the lost guy from last year. He, yeah, he's talent, but can't never see him on the field. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, I just think there's a lot to go around. And at 5,000, I'm not sure. I think if he was $4,600 or less, I would be all in. Um, but 5,000 scares me a little bit. I'd rather pay up elsewhere. Um, so for me at tight end, I'm going to go with a guy we talked about last night, Dom, TJ Hawkinson, $4,200 against Chicago. Morris doesn't, Morris doesn't sound like he likes that. (laughs) Morris probably hates it, but I must say, I don't know. I, and we talked about last night, we like Detroit, um, and Chicago, yeah, their defense was good, but they stunk against tight ends. That's where they allowed you know, their yards and their touchdowns and everything. They were 28th against fancy tight ends last year. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just so happened to trust TJ Hawkinson. I know last year, you know, everyone started to pick him up off waivers after week one and the hype is all crazy around him. And then he had the dropsies. Um, I just think he really turns around this year. And I think he starts off with a bang against Chicago with a touchdown and three or four catches. Um, so 
at 4,200, he needs to get uh, around nine points to surpass his value, nine, 10 points. And I think he does that in a PPR format. So I like TJ Hawkinson, but I can see why you would, you know, be disgusted by it um, because the yeah, name I just, is kind of disgusting. Yeah, his name is disgusting. I actually, I mean, I really do like Stafford a lot this year. I mean, he was having a great year before he got hurt last year, but I just, you know, the rest of that Detroit team, I, I can't trust anything around it. Um, and it seems to me like, I mean, Stafford loves throwing to those receivers. We know Galladay, Jones. Um, it's kind of where it seems like that offense has always been geared to. Uh, but maybe Hawkinson takes a step in year two. I mean, he was, granted, he was a high pick just a year ago. You know, didn't, you know, showed some flashes as a rookie, but didn't really put it all together. Um, but, you know, maybe it comes together for him in year two. And yeah, I mean, at, at that dollar amount, um, it, it's possible in week one. And I do – your point about the Bears' defense, um, that, that definitely that, that definitely rings true. Um, that's kind of their one weakness in their defense is stopping tight ends. Um, I remember us picking on that last year. Um, so, that, yeah, I mean, it, it's possible. Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail right on the head, though. I do like to pick uh, Tino, but – can he hold on to the ball? I think that's the biggest mm-hmm. issue with him. Uh, and, I mean, I don't see a reason why he can't go off, you know, in at what what you say he was at, 4,300? 4,200. 4,200. Um, I mean, I like the pick. It's a good value pick, and you can, you know, I think the risk is less than the reward. You know, you're not taking any risk, and you can get high reward out of it. Uh, but, you know, he just got to hold on to the ball. If he holds on to the ball, he's going to be a really good tight end, you know, not only in this game, but you know, the rest of the year, but it all depends on that. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess now that you, you, we discussed it week one, it's kind of scary to play him. Um, you know, I, I do think he's going to have a great game, but I can see why majority of people would say I wouldn't take the risk um, of playing him. So, you know, I, you know, for our threads on, for our thread on Sunday, I'll probably won't put TJ Hawkinson. I'll probably throw in Tyler Higby. Um, but you know, for my personal use, I think I'm going to use TJ Hawkinson this weekend in a few lineups. So, um, you know, I just it's just a trust thing. You know, it's like a gut gut type of feeling, not more, you know, not much of like a, hey, these tight ends from this college and this year turn around in their second season and have great years. It's just more of a gut feeling that TJ Hawkinson is going to have a good game this week and a good season overall. Yeah. Definitely yeah. could say it. I get the premise. All right, let's move on to defense. Let's make this quick, boys. Morris, we'll start with you. Who's your defense? Defense, our, our favorite segment. Um, I'm rolling with the Colts this week, 3,000. Um, I touched on this uh, on this matchup briefly when I, you know, noted how I like Mac. I just think Jacksonville's terrible. Um, I think that they could put up some yards and, you know, maybe some garbage points this week, but uh, I could definitely see a hefty amount of turnovers. Um, from Minshew and the gang down there, um, couple, yeah, couple picks, couple fumbles, maybe maybe even defensive touchdowns, you know, sneaks in there somewhere. Um, uh, yeah, I think it could be turnover galore, yeah, in Jacksonville um, with that lackluster, you know, franchise that they've got going there. Um, I like the Colts. I think they're decent defensively. Um, you know, Darius Leonard obviously there in the middle can wreak havoc if he's healthy. Um, they don't have a ton of names, um, but they are kind of steady when they're healthy. Um, and going up against a, a lowly opponent this week and only $3,000, um, I think it's a good play. Yeah, I mean, I think anybody against the Jaguars this year is going to be a good play. So, you know, obviously that's a good play. My pick, uh, 
this is more being hopeful for Sunday, and it's going to be the Packers at 2,600. Um, last year against the Vikings in those two games, they over, you know, I think they had 12 points and 13 points in, uh, in both of those games against them. Uh, four to five sacks each game, a takeaway or two each game. So I'm, I'm rolling with the Packers, and it's really based off of there being no passing in Minnesota. And I think you'll see a, a few sacks this week, especially, you know, I'm especially, you know, throughout the league, I'm thinking this is going to be an ugly week for every team. Um, so I think the Packers can really capitalize that on defense and get a lot of sacks and probably a few takeaways. I don't hate the Packers, actually. Um, they would probably be my second pick, but I'm going to double down on the Colts. Morris, $3,000. Um, I think spending $400 more for the Colts will benefit in regards to probably scoring a touchdown on defense, um, where I don't think the Packers are going to do that. I think they will have – it will be a lower-scoring game. Uh, I think it's going to be a slow-moving football game in the Packers-Vikings, but – in regards to Colts, Jags, I think Minshew is going to throw a couple picks. There's going to be sacks. There's going to be – yeah, Morris, you, you hit the nail on the head. Turnovers and things like that. So, I'd rather take the upside with the Colts defense. They also added DeForest Buckner. who's going to plug up the middle. Um, I love I love the, the Colts defense. So, give me them at $3,000. And, uh, yeah, I mean, defense is – it's a crapshoot usually. But I think a surefire play would be the Colts this week. Yeah. Ooh, all right. Those are our DraftKings plays. First ones of the year. Can't wait to do 16 more of them. Um, all right. Let's move on to our picks against the spread. Um, these spreads are through DraftKings, which, <laughs> funny story real quick. I actually was working near West Virginia today, and I drove – the seven miles to West Virginia to place my bets um, for tonight. <laughs> that is dedication, my friend. I yeah, yeah. Luckily, it's not I'm legal. In, yeah. Luckily, it's not I'm illegal in, in Virginia. Here. Yeah, luckily I'm in Jersey, so I was able to get mine in legally and just, <laughs> just from the couch. But uh, I respect it. Yeah, it was. I must have looked nuts. I pulled to the side of the road and <laughs> the side of the road placing bets, and then turn around to go home. Uh, Talk about degenerate life. Crossing state lines. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway, all right, let's move on to picks against the spread. We'll start with tonight's game. Um, Houston against Kansas City. Kansas City is a nine-and-a-half point favorite right now. Morris, who you got? I'm rolling with the champs, baby. Um, even bigger year, I think, for Mr. Mahomes and company. Houston, I think, is going to take a step back. Don't love them defensively. Going to miss Hopkins. Um, they might keep it close early. I think the Chiefs pull away late. Keep fashion and they cover that spread. Yeah, I'm going with the Chiefs. Uh, I think they cover that easy. I'm going to roll with the Texans. Plus nine and a half. Don't know why. I'm just doing it. Um, all right. So let's move on to... Cleveland at Baltimore. Baltimore is seven and a half point favorites. I'm going to go with Cleveland, actually. I think Baltimore wins the game. Um, Cleveland, if we remember, they beat Baltimore last year, actually, in Baltimore. One of Baltimore's two losses. Um, I think you might see a little regression from Lamar on that offense this year. You know, they'll still be great. I think Cleveland could be a little bit better. Um, so, I'll, I think the Ravens win, but the Browns come that seven and a half. I'm going with the Ravens. Uh, I think the Browns suck. 
Uh, and I expect the Ravens to win this one easily and cover. I'm going to go with the Ravens as well. Uh, I think Lamar Jackson goes bananas. All right. Let's move on to Indianapolis at Jacksonville. Indy is an eight-point favorite on the road. Yeah, it's crazy that the Colts are eight-point road favorites against anyone, uh, but that goes to show you how bad Jacksonville is. I think, um, you know, any issue of how we talked in this pod, I'm rolling with the Colts. Colts big. Yeah, I'm going with the Colts. Uh, same thing. Colts big. Colts big for me. All right, moving on to Morris's game of the week, Philly uh, yeah. against the Washington football team. Philly is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Oh, boy. I, I'm honestly very nervous for this game. <laughs> Culture change in Washington. Rivera, they got talent on that defense. The Eagles' O-line right now is a mess. Um, I, I don't know if you guys have known what's going on. You probably do with the Peters stuff and the injury. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think the Eagles win – but they always have tough games down there in Washington, man. Um, I don't feel good about the five and a half. I think the Redskins covered that, but I think the Eagles, you got to win. Man, again, betting against your own team, man. I, I think they're going to win the game, but I, I, I mean, myself here. Uh, I'm going with the Washington football team also to cover the five and a half. Wow. So we're going with a clean sweep. That is not what I expected. That brings, oh, that's just bad luck for this weekend. Now we're probably going to lose. Nothing, nothing pains me more than betting Philadelphia sports because I always lose. <laughs> Sheesh, clean, clean sweep, man. I, All right. I Washington, yeah, All right, let's move on to my my team, uh, the Jets at at Buffalo. The Jets are um, six and a half point underdogs. Morris, who you rolling with for that? I'm going with the Bills. I think the Bills are the best team in this division. I think the Jets stink. Uh, sorry, Tino. Um, I don't have a lot of hope, um, especially, you know, people want to go in against a, a superior opponent. Um, I'm going with Buffalo. I'm going to go with the Jets. Um, I think they lose this game, but I think it's they lose by three points, and I think they cover. I'm going with the Jets too, man. I'm enough with the disrespect. They they lost to him by one last year in week one because Sam Darnold had freaking mono, and then they beat them later in the year. So I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the freaking hate. Taking the Jets to cover. I doubt they'll win, though. Uh, <laughs> just being honest. All right. Let's move on to another AFC East game. Miami at New England. New England six-and-a-half-point favorites. Interesting. Ooh, Miami doing six. Uh, I think that's a little high, honestly. The Dolphins went in there and won last year. That's, um, you know, obviously the Brady thing, but, you know, a lot of those defensive players opted out. Hightower, Chung, they're not playing this year. Um, and Miami played good football at the end of last year. I don't I, I don't know, you know, who's going to win or not, but I think the Dolphins definitely cover that six and a half. I'm going to go with the Patriots. I'm really excited to see what this offense is with Cam Newton. Uh, and I think they beat up on the Dolphins this week. I'm going to roll with the Pats, too. I think they win by seven, so that, that will cover it. Um, all right, moving on to Chicago at Detroit. Detroit is a three-point home favorite, so basically they're not favorited. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with Detroit. Um, you know, I, Mitch, I, just, I think it's a ticking time bomb there. I think Bulls will take the job eventually. Um, and, you know, I think this division is just kind of up for grabs, but um, – I'm going to go with week one. The home team wins. Um, I think Detroit wins and covers. Yeah, I think Detroit covers. 
I'm also going to Detroit. Clean sweep on the Washington football team in Detroit. How about it? Wow. I was right. <laughs> How about it? All right. Moving on to Green Bay at Minnesota. Minnesota is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Dom, I'll let you slide over and take this one real quick. Well, obviously, I'm going to pick the Packers um, at two-and-a-half. I think they I think they win this game. So, if you're looking at that money line value also, plus money, um, I'm taking that too. And – you know, go pack go. I think they rolled this week. Um, tough one to pick again. NFC North. I think all four of these teams are honestly pretty even. It's anyone's division. Um, I'm gonna go with the Vikings. They lost to the Packers twice last year. I see them getting a win. Um, not losing to them, not getting swept again. Um, I'm gonna go with the Vikings at home. I'm gonna roll with the pack. I think uh, Devontae Adams goes bananas. Um, all right, Seattle at Atlanta. Uh, Seattle is a two-point favorite on the road in Atlanta. I'm a little surprised the spread isn't bigger. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with Atlanta, actually. Seattle, you know, had a lot of roadblock last year. I don't know if that's um, replicated. I think Atlanta is actually going to be decent this year. Um, High-scoring game. Um, but I'm going to go with the Falcons at home in week one. I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Uh, I think that even though Atlanta is all healthy and whatnot, I still think Seattle wins this game. But I think they'll win it by three, possibly on a game-winning field goal. So I love the Falcons this year. I think Matty Ice is going to have a great season, Julio, Calvin Ridley. So I'm going to roll with the, the Falcons, um, plus two. It's going to be a good football game. I'm, I'm, excited. I'm excited about it. Um, all right. Vegas Raiders against the Panthers. The Vegas Raiders are three-point favorites on the road in Carolina. That's crazy, too, that the Raiders are road favorites. Um, you know, I'm actually going to go with them. I think Carolina stinks. Um, I think the Raiders offensively could be pretty good this year, actually, if they stay healthy. Um, I'm going to go with the Raiders. I'm going to go with the Panthers. Um, again, another – I'm excited to see Teddy Bridgewater, um, you know, play this, play this year as starting quarterback again. Uh, and I think the Panthers win by a touchdown. Oof. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going with the Raiders. I like the Raiders this year. Um, I like their offense anyway. Yeah, offensively. I agree. And their defense is definitely better than Carolina's. So um, I'll take those odds. All right, moving on to Chargers, Bengals. The Chargers are three point favorites on the road in Cincinnati. <sighs> uh, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I think the Chargers stink. Um, I don't love the, you know, I guess the roster's decent, but, you know, they're already injured on defense. I don't love Tyrod Taylor. Um, I think Burrow and the Bengals are going to be, you know, sneaky competitive this year and at least, you know, good offensively. Um, I'm going to go with the Bengals to win that game. Uh, I'm going with the Chargers. I just don't think the Bengals week one come out and win a game or even come close to winning a game. I'm going to roll with the Chargers too. I, I have faith in Tyrod Taylor to not make mistakes and to win the football game. All right, moving on to Arizona at San Francisco. The Niners are six-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going with Arizona. As, you know, Tino, when we did the, the NFC West preview, big on the Cardinals this year, not as high on my um, friend. Step back. Um, I think San Fran probably wins, although it's a toss-up, but I definitely like Arizona to cover. Yeah, I like the Arizona to cover also. Um, I don't think the 49ers uh, are the greatest football team ever assembled this year. 
uh, as they were last year. They seem to love beating the Packers last year. So, uh, but I think the Cardinals cover, and but they lose the game. I'm going to roll with the Niners. Um, I think Jimmy G has a good day. I think Raheem Mostert has a good day. George Kittle has a good day. So, um, I think they have enough to get it done against the Cardinals. Should be a good game, though, for most of it. Um, all right, moving on to Tampa Bay at New Orleans. New Orleans is a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Ah, man, game of the week, I think. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to go with the Saints. High-scoring fair. Um, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers come up a tad shy in week one. Um, I'm going to go with the Saints. I'm also going to go with the Saints. Uh, I think they're just a better team. Clean sweep. I – I'm not buying the Bucks hype. All right. Uh, moving on to Dallas at the Rams. The Cowboys are three-point favorites on the road in Los Angeles. Love the Dallas Cowboys, man. You know, that, that offense is scary. Um, I'm going to go with the Rams. Um, I, I think Dallas is going to be good, unfortunately. Um, I think the Rams opening up that new stadium, albeit with no fans. Um, a little disrespectful being three-point home dogs um, to a team that went actually had a better record than last year, um, even though I think Dallas did blow them out at the end of the year. Um, different story this time around. I think the Rams win. Uh, I think the, Ram, the Rams bounce back this year, uh, and I think they start with a, a win and a cover against the Dallas Cowboys. Clean sweep. I got the Rams too. All right, moving to Monday night. Got the Steelers at the Giants. The Steelers are five and a half point favorites on the road in New Jersey. Uh, I'm rolling with the Steelers. I think they're going to be really good this year. Um, defense was great last year. Big Ben back. Um, give that offensive jolt anything better than Rudolph and Doc Hodges. Um, and I think the Giants' defense is still horrendous. I do think they have talent on offense, uh, but I think that's ridiculous. Um, I'm going to the cover. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Steelers. Uh, I think they win this game easily. I just think the Giants' defense is way worse than the Steelers' offense is currently. Uh, but I think it could be a close game for a while, but I think the Steelers end up winning by a touchdown. Yeah, I'd like the Steelers to win by 10, 30-20, um, probably somewhere in, in that range for me. Um, yeah, I like the Steelers' offense this year. Uh, I think Juju has a great year, so he'll, he's going to start with it on Monday night. All right, and moving to the final game of week one, we have the Titans against the Broncos. The Titans are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Uh, I'm going with Tennessee. I think that Von Miller injury is huge for Denver, um, and I'm not buying the Drew hype quite as much as, as Dom is over there, um, even though I like him. Um, I think Tennessee's good. I think them and India are the class of that division coming off the AFC title game last year for Tennessee. Um, I think start with one win. I, I like the Titans to cover. You already know it's Drew Lock season. Oh. Uh, Broncos cover, but I think they lose by one. I'm going to take the Broncos to cover, and I'm very excited about this football game. I like the Broncos. I like the Titans. So, um, I'm excited for it. Um, all right. Uh, I wrote all of our picks down. So this year we'll be keeping a close tally on uh, 
who is the best against the spread. Last year it was Morris oh. who came out with a slim victory over me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had, some, I, 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 had some, I had some dreadful weeks in there. Yeah. <laughs> Dom, you had some – you had some weeks where you like only got three games right, so yeah, it was, <laughs> it was bad. You had a lot of bold takes, uh, you know, to to keep it light here. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, that concludes both Week One DraftKings plays and picks against the spread. Want to remind you to visit JokerMag.com, the home of the underdog. Also, subscribe to our newsletter that comes out every single Tuesday. I should have an article. It's going to be on jokermag.com within the next week or so about a Tampa Bay Rays uh, relief pitcher, which I'm excited about. And um, yeah. And uh, sneaky plays follow us on Twitter at plays sneaky this Saturday and Sunday. We'll be posting threads on the players that we like for this coming Sunday with little write-ups and gifts and all that jazz and information about the matchup, things like that. So um Looking forward to this season. It's we're gonna get the ball rolling. Still got a couple divisional breakdowns that we have, we'll have to do prior to week two. Um, so it's it's gonna be a long, fun season. I can't wait, boys. Excited for it. Can't can't wait. Glad it's back. Uh, gonna dig in right now, and you know, in about an hour we get the kickoff. Make some money and go, Paco. Go birds. Go Jets.